All right, we are back. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm joined with Danny. This is the Fantasy Football Shit Show. We're now on episode three. Uh, third week in a row we're running, and we got a lot more to go. Probably another, what, 17, 18 weeks. Uh, we discussed uh, pretty much everything pre, pre-draft since tomorrow's the first day of the actual season. I'm pretty fucking fired up. I know Danny's fired up. So yep. we're, pretty, we're gonna get into it. You know, we're we're gonna preview tomorrow's night, uh, or when you're re- listening to this, it'll be tonight's game. We're gonna preview that and then also go over some little contests and stuff we'll be doing. So Danny, how are we doing, man? This is better than Christmas Eve. I am beyond excited. I cannot wait. Finally, some football, even though it flew. The offseason flew by because of everything else going on. Um, just excited to be able to watch some live football again since we didn't even get preseason this year. Yeah, it's going to be fucking amazing. Like, well, we're drafting again tonight. We drafted last week when we recorded, and then we had a draft on Sunday as well. I know you had a couple more too. So it's it's like it's there. Like, that's like the tease. That's That was my preseason, you know, because we didn't yeah. have that this year. So that was the preseason. I'm fired up and – Fuck, man. It kicks off tomorrow with a huge game. Oh, yeah. Ma- massive, massive game. Defending champs get to, to play the team that oh, should have beat them probably in the playoffs, but kind of choked that one. So it'll be, it'll be fun. New look offense for, for Houston. We get to see what Kansas City's offense looks like with the running back that they like. So Running back that they love. I think that Love, everybody yeah. loves, honestly. Like, there's a lot of hype around this guy, and he's never even fucking played a game of football in the NFL. Snap. So, uh, I'm excited to see what happens there, man. I think it's going to be really fucking good. But uh, let's, I guess we can get into that game then. See, see what yeah. we like, what we don't like, players to watch, stuff like that. Yeah. So let's 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 jump into it right away. Let's let's continue talking about the rookie. Fuck, man. Edward Hilaire, let's just let's we're finally gonna get to see all the hype. Every reporter that goes through Kansas City, oh, they love him. Oh, he's gonna be a focal point. He is every every everyone has something great to say about the kid. So I'm I'm excited. I want to see what they do. How how many touches does he get? How many rushes does he get? Twenty carries in this game. Uh, last last time they played Houston, Williams had 14 touches total. 12 carries, two catches. I I just I, I don't know what we're gonna see at the beginning of this year. Is it gonna be pass heavy? Is it gonna be run heavy? You know, I'm 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 excited to see how they use him. Um, everyone else on that offense is is back, so there's a lot of continuity on that offense besides him. So I want to see what they do with him, especially on third downs and things like that, where he's not as as caught up to speed. He hasn't been able to really get the reps that normal rookies get in a preseason. So I'm curious to see what they do, if they kind of shield him a little bit or if they just let him run like crazy. That's it. It's, it's like you said, the rest of the team is the same. Like they're healthy. Everyone's there. They look good. Uh, but like I said, he's, he's never played before. He didn't have that preseason. Uh, so do they run the first? I mean, it's also Kansas City who has the best quarterback in the world, you know, throwing the ball and one of the top receivers, top tight end, obviously. So, you know, the, they love to throw the ball. So, but uh, I think Andy Reid might get him, get him going early just to get the, maybe the jitters out or, you know, get him a feel for some NFL, some NFL football and 
get that out of the way and then they're just going to kind of game plan as normal. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I think he's going to do fine. It, it is crazy to see all the hype on this guy who's never played before. I mean, who knows yeah. what can happen. It's a whole new beast. Yeah. It's the NFL. It's, it's not college. Well, well, that's it. it it's, we're going to see what they want to do with him, how they're going to use him. Andy Reid uses everyone just really, really well. I mean, you just have to look at, uh, at Travis Kelsey. He's running routes. He's getting handoffs, getting pitches, things like that. So it's like, how are they going to use a running back that has a skill set that really, really works well with this kind of offense? He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run between the tackles. So I want to see them really just let him loose right away. Get him going on that first drive. Let him touch the ball three, four times on the first drive, and let's see what he can do. Houston's not a, a, a great defense. They, you know, they had trouble with Kansas City last year. They gave up 51 points to them. So Fucking crazy. <laughs> let's let's see what what they do if they come out and they just start throwing the ball all over the place like they did last time because i mean how, how many attempts mahomes threw for through 35 times in that game Deshaun watson threw 52 times in that game yeah so i i want to see them just just let it loose and just throw the ball all over the place but as someone who has edward teller i want to see 15 carries 20 carries i want to see them really use him and, and use his skill set properly and not just fall back into the uh, we're just going to sling it all over the place kind of mentality because they have all those weapons on offense. Exactly. And that's where it comes to like reality, NFL football, and then fantasy football. So, yeah, yeah he's on the best offensive team, but they're not the best rushing team. They, they don't run the ball as much as a lot of other teams do. You know, so fantasy-wise, he might lose a little bit of value just just for that alone, but – for the team themselves and NFL and to watch real football, like overall that offense is, you want to say it's like, it's complete. Like you have a stud and if he can do what he's supposed to do, you have a stud in every position and then some. So it's going to be exciting to watch. Like I said, Deshaun Watson threw what over 50 times last time they played. So I don't know. How does that affect David Johnson going into it? I mean, are they still going to – I don't think he throws as much, obviously. D-Hop is not there, which is obviously a big fucking deal. But yeah. uh, he'll be – he'll be. it's going to be a good running back matchup too if they can get some some rushes in. Yeah, that's it. They, their leading receiver and rusher aren't there this season. Both of them gone. Hyde's gone. They obviously didn't want to have him back. And then they traded Hopkins for, for David Johnson. So you'd have to assume that David Johnson should get a lot of work. Um, Hyde had a – had a decent year last year, considering everything that he, he had over a thousand yards. It was a decent yeah. season. So you would have to assume that David Johnson's going to get a lot of work. Um, I, I like the David Johnson, Duke Johnson backfield. I kind of think that really works. I hope they're both on the field for third downs. I think that could really, really help them on third down, kind of spread out, spread them out. You can kind of use them both in the slot even. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how they get used and, and what kind of reception totals that both of them have at the end of the year. Uh, Duke Johnson had 40 catches last year. So I, I want to see what they're, uh, what they're looking at uh, for both running backs because both of them should be playing on third down. So it's hard to take David Johnson out on third down because he's such a good pass catching back. So uh, I, I wonder how Bill O'Brien's going to use all these weapons that he has. Yeah. It's like you said, I mean, you traded – arguably the best receiver top two maybe in the entire NFL for this guy. So you're hoping he's going to be able to be, well, he is more than able and capable of playing third downs, but like I said, it's Duke Johnson is also very, very good. So I think David Johnson is going to be there 
the majority of third downs, if not all of them, unless, you know, depending on the, the two plays, the first and second down before that. I mean, but I, I don't know what to expect for this team, man. Like Deshaun Watson too, it's his first time in his career, not playing with DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah. Do you think he, I mean, it's better that it's happening now than earlier in his career. Cause now he's, he's adjusted to NFL. Like he's, he's in NFL. He's been there a while already. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's a beast, but you don't have your number one guy and D number one guy. So I think that kind of changes things. Brandon cooks is, is new to you as well. Like you said, everything that's gone on in the world during the off season took away a lot of reps and practice and preseason games and everything like that for all these new guys to kind of mesh. So I think everything kind of gets played out in the first half of the first game for every team this season, almost, especially ones that had such big changes like the Houston Texans have. So. Yeah, that's it. And that's why Kansas city is at such an advantage. I think this year they have pretty much their whole offense back, same coaching staff back. They have the continuity where they can just go right back into how well they were playing last year. Whereas some teams, new coaching staffs, new quarterbacks, there's, there's a lot to, to, to get adjusted to, but we'll, we'll see what Watson can do. There's a hundred plus catches gone from this team. You know, you just take away a hundred catches from a guy and now you have to look around and who's going to fill those shoes. So Will Fuller, are you going to get, 10 games from Will Fuller, 12 games from Will Fuller. You can't bank on that. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks has had injury issues. So you're, you're hoping that he can take some of that, uh, some of those catches away. Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills is still there. So they, they have some receivers. They have decent receivers. It's just about how they, how healthy can they stay and, and how well can they adjust to, to the offense? Are we going to see them just throw the ball all over the place with the speed that they have on the outside now, which, which is curious. I, I want to see them really test the limits on, on this offense and really let Deshaun Watson work. Just start running those deep routes with, with Cooks and Fuller and, and, and see what happens. But we, we know that when Fuller's in the lineup, Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback. Yeah, so he's I, a problem. I, yeah, so I want to see if it's because that he just had a viable number two option and it just made him a better quarterback. It didn't have to do with Fuller or if it was just Fuller is just the target that makes him makes him work better. He has that ability to go over the top. And if he has two of those guys, is his offense going to be harder to, to game plan against when he has those speedy guys on the outside and two pass catching backs in the backfield. So I'm, I'm very curious to see that. I think that's what I'm most excited about is just to kind of see what they're doing in Houston. That's it. Like, I think a quarterback like Deshaun Watson is more comfortable with that deep ball because it doesn't have to be as perfect. You know, if you're, you're hitting a guy in a slot or on a certain route, it has to, it has to be pretty, it has to be a tight ball. It has to be spot on, you know, it can't be too far out. I mean, with Hopkins, you had to see him adjust. Like obviously he's a beast. So he was able to make those pickups. He can reach back and pick it up. But the, I think the problem was the ball's, shouldn't have been there so you have a little bit more leeway if you're if you're just kind of shooting downfield and now he has two guys that are top at that with with cooks and fuller and then i think that i think he'll do pretty well with that with that kind of style if if they're going deep pretty often that also you know the box i don't think it's gonna be as stacks that opens options for him to rush a little bit uh, i mean you obviously randall cobb's gonna be there and like i said david johnson duke johnson you can pass out to them and they can go for an easy 7 13 yards when coverage is all the way downfield for these guys so uh, it's gonna be an interesting offense it's gonna be pretty much a whole new look offensively i think for them but i think we can bank on seeing a lot of deep balls pretty much every game yeah i'm, I'm also curious because he's had hopkins his whole career and in college he also had mike williams so i wonder if this is gonna be the first time where he doesn't have that kind of like big physical receiver that he can throw to 
where he's just yep. in trouble and he can just get it up to, to a tall guy who can make some plays. So I'm curious to see what happens when he starts to get into some trouble uh, with a rush. I want to know if it's going to be him learning how to dump it off or is he going to continue to take those kind of shots and hope that Will Fuller kind of becomes that guy who can make those contested catches. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, a lot of them, because of those receivers, like I say, even at the college level, they were adjusting to his throws, which it's great that they can do that, but you don't want to have to be doing it that often and as often as they were. So I think this is like the ultimate test to see what he really looks like and what he can do in tight spaces under pressure and stuff like that without a freak as your receiver. So it'll be interesting. And then for, I mean, Kansas city receivers, I don't know who, I mean, who do you, obviously you got Tyreek Hill talking about deep ball and, you know, he's a insane receiver, but like, I don't know what to expect from them. They're pretty consistent. You have Mahomes, but like you have Sammy Watkins, you have McCool Hardman. Like for me, to, the guy to watch would be Hardman. Like Tyreek Hill is obviously just an easy answer. It's like, yeah, he's the number yeah. one receiver. Uh, obviously you're going to watch him. He's all over the place, but Hardman, I mean, he had a decent year last year. Like, that was his rookie year. He did well. He had six touchdowns, which is pretty impressive, like, to, to see how much the ball was spread out on an offense like that for him yeah. to have, have six touchdowns uh, like he did. Tyreek had seven, <laughs> so he only had one less. I mean, obviously, Tyreek Hill was injured for a bit. Sammy Watkins had three touchdowns, and they were all in week one. So that would be the <laughs> only reason why I would say watch out. For, maybe player to watch would be Sammy Watkins because he went nine catches, a hundred and – 98 yards, 200 yards, and three touchdowns week one, and then shit for the rest of the year. Zero yeah. touchdowns moving <laughs> forward. So players to watch, he might be one of them. I don't know. If he's a week one performer, he'll be pretty exciting. If not, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know with with Hardman what they're they're gonna do. He only had 41 targets last year. That that seems low for for that kind of talent on that offense. 41 targets, 500 yards, and yeah. six touchdowns. I wonder if he gets a little more play in this offense. I wonder if they really start to to try and take the top off a little bit more. And I wonder if he gets a, a little bit more attention with the, yeah. with the offense. Cause it wasn't like he was, he was bad. He, he made plays. He was, he was noticeable. He was, and he's, his speed's a problem. Nice. So I wonder if you get a little bit more attention to him. Cause even, even in the, the, the postseason, he didn't really play all that much in the playoffs. There wasn't much that he was doing. So I wonder if he's just kind of a decoy where they're just trying to force him up the field to kind of open everything else because most of the, the completions will go to Hill and, and Kelsey. Yeah. They're, they're such uh, top tier players that they're going to demand that kind of attention and that you need to get them involved. Um, but I wonder if teams start to take away one of those guys, if Hardman can maybe have a, a bigger year and a bigger role than he did last year. I, th- I think it will. The thing with like the chiefs and Andy Reid, like you've seen, like even Demarcus Robinson, like you've seen him out there. He was playing, he was making plays Pringle, like, yeah. you know, like he was out there on the field. So for their style, they're so fast and, you know, it's like they just want to have fresh legs all the time. So you can always count on seeing Kelsey and Tyreek Hill out there. And there are other receivers, like Watkins, whatever. Like, those four guys, you can – any one of them could be on at any time. So, like, they're always kind of, like, rotating. So, I think that takes away a little bit. But uh, I think maybe Mahomes, too, would be a little bit more comfortable with him this year, too. And then, I mean, he's going to have a much better year. I think he's going to do better than last year overall. And I, I think he 
would be like the clear number two, obviously not counting Kelsey, but for receivers, yeah. I think he'd be the clear number two, like over Watkins as well. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we see more of him and less of Watkins, but I, I doubt it. They, they went out of their way to try and re-sign him, so I'm sure we'll see more Watkins than most fans want to. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Comes down to making most of your opportunities too. Like I said, he didn't even get that many targets, and he still put up decent numbers. So yeah. Yeah, he still needed to be rostered in most leagues just because if if Hill goes down again, he's their he's their burner. So when they take their shots, it'll be to him instead of to to Watkins in my mind. So that's why he he's almost like a handcuff for for Hill in a way. Yeah, yeah. Based on just I guess where where he'd be getting the ball and what he's going to be doing with it. If there, Hill's coming off, he's he's going to fill in nicely. I think. Yeah, so I think I think that that takes care of 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 that game. I think we've gone over pretty much every offensive player in that game at at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's, so fired up for it, man. Yeah, I know, I know, because it's because it's tomorrow. There's just there's just so much that we want to go over, and we're just so excited for it. So it, it it's normal. Um, but let's try and jump to the rest of the the week. We got a bunch of games Sunday. We got two Monday nighters like every every start of the year which which will be fun some decent games we have a we have a decent we have a really good sunday night or two with rams and and cowboys curious to see how those two teams play two teams that probably in the the 10 8 to 11 win range so that that'll be exciting a couple of good players there um so let's jump into uh some rankings we we look through the espn rankings we see what, what they're saying for, for weekly rankings. And basically what we're going to do every week is we're going to try and find someone that's a little bit lower than, than what we think and maybe someone that's a, a good play for, for either your, your, your league itself or even on, on DraftKings. A lot of people are starting to play the weekly fantasy football, um, trying to you know not have to get locked into the same roster every week. You want to play around with it. You want to root for different guys in different weeks. So um, we'll try and throw out some guys that we like uh, that are a little bit lower um, on ESPN's list, as well as someone that's a little bit cheaper on DraftKings than um, than we probably realized going in, um, just to give some people some some ideas for for someone to build a, a roster around on DraftKings. So um, I'll I'll jump into it right away. Um, looking through the stats from from last year, um, I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin. Uh, he was ranked 25th on ESPN for receivers which I, I feel is a little bit low this week, especially since he's playing Philly. Um, last season, he torched Philly. I know mm-hmm. that it was before they traded for, for Slay. So obviously, he'll probably get Slay the whole game. Um, but in the two games he had, he had, a, he had 130 yards and a touchdown. And the other game, he had 125 yards and a touchdown. So th- those are the numbers you want to see from a guy that's, that's playing a division rival. So for, for me, I think he's still going to have that kind of explosive feel to him. I think they're going to try and get him involved. I think they're going to try and take shots with him. Um, he had two long, t- I think he had two long catches in both of those games. So I, I think they're going to try and target him. He's their really their only big weapon on the outside in pass catching area. Um, so I, I, I would take him. He's only 5,600 on, uh, on DraftKings. It was just a lot lower than most of the guys that were drafted in that kind of range um, for like a season league. So I, I'm leading towards him. I'll probably have him on my DraftKings roster um, that we'll touch on later. Um, but yeah, that's that's who I'm going with uh, this week. Yeah, man, uh, I like him. And I think he's like a, a good target. Like for Haskins, he's going to be kind of looking for him. 
know, because yeah. obviously he didn't have the best year last year when he came in. Um, Hask. So you're going to look for someone who you're obviously, like we always say, like your, your main guy, you know, who makes it easier for you. And he's obviously going to be that guy. You know, he has obviously a good history against Philly also as a <laughs> receiver. Like I said, he, he torched them. Uh, so I think that's a good pick where he's at. Uh, for me, I went, I like Ju- Julian Edelman, man. He's ranked 28th this week. I think same thing, new quarterback. Well, not same thing, but new. we spoke about it last week. Cam Newton, new quarterback. Who's your guy? It's Edelman. Who, who are they playing? Miami. Uh, not Miami's not as bad as they've been, I don't think. I think they'll be better this year. But I still think Edelman's going to absolutely light them up. And at 28th, like there's so many receivers like ranked above him that I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Like just even based for me, it's mostly like who they're playing in yeah. the situation. So I like Edelman, man. 28th ranked receiver going into it against Miami with Cam Newton, who's going to be looking for him all day. I'll take him. I'm not sure what he's at at DraftKings though. I didn't, uh, I didn't check his price, but I'm sure he's pretty cheap. Probably in a similar range. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder who ends up covering him this, uh, this week. Because they they have some really good corners out there in, in Miami, so I wonder who's gonna end up taking the slot the slot guy all week. If it's gonna be the rookie that they just drafted in the first round, or if it's gonna be, you know, a uh, Byron Jones or, or something like that. I'm curious to see who ends up uh, who ends up covering him because he's he's probably the one that they have to worry about the most. So I'm curious how Brian Flores is gonna play that and see how they're gonna shade the coverages, maybe especially on third down. Um, I'd be surprised if they're not kind of maybe doubling him to force Newton uh, outside the numbers. Yeah, and even if you look at their team, like last year too, he he was always like their top guy. So he always has to fight through those coverages, and you know he's usually the the primary guy that you're locking down or trying to lock down at least. And he still pulls through. Like he's so consistent. I mean, yeah, he had a really good chemistry and everything like that relationship with Brady. So we'll see if that was a big part of that. They just kind of vibed off each other. But him and Newton seem to be working really well together too. So uh, hopefully. Hopefully he can back me up on this pick and do pretty well. <laughs> Plus I have him in one of my leagues. So uh, shout out Edelman. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So an added, an added little bias pick there. All right. Yeah. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it. All right. So, yeah. So like, like, like we touched on, we're, we're going to be doing that. We're going to go through the DraftKings as well. Um, this year, we're actually going to just go with, with a DraftKings lineup every week against each other. Um, see who can, get the better of each other each week. Um, so just like the normal, you have the, the salary cap that you have to work with um, and fill out a roster with that. Um, so yes, yeah, so we did that. I believe we filled that out today. So um, we went through it quickly beforehand. So we'll just, uh, we'll recap it and then we'll post, um, we'll post our rosters on our Twitter um, so you can see them and go from, uh, and just match them up and maybe pick who's going to win and things like that. Um, and then at the end of the, the four weeks spurts that we're going to do, we're going to do four weeks at a time. And then the, whoever has the worst record in that four weeks um, is the loser. We'll have to do some sort of punishment. Um, we're each going to pick a tiebreaker guy just in case it ends up finishing 2-2 throughout the four weeks um, that we're going to pick before the four weeks start. Um, so we'll pick that person here today. Um, but the only rule is it has to be someone that's rostered in less than 50% of ESPN leagues. So a little caveat, uh, make it a little bit harder on ourselves, make it a little more fun to root for someone that's a little obscure yeah. uh, fantasy wise. Um, and also no quarterbacks. No quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, quarterbacks are the the easy pick uh, from from that group because there's you know probably usually only twelve to thirteen quarterbacks taken um, in a fantasy draft on ESPN. So um, we wanted to exclude those guys because even a guy like Joe Burrow, Baker, Philip Rivers, all these guys are under fifty percent, and it, it it felt weird having to to take those guys. It felt like it was a little bit of a cop out. So um, had to be someone that could pretty much play in a flex position. So. Um, we'll, we'll go through those rosters quickly now. Um, like I said, we'll post them on our Twitter after um, so that we can at least have them side by side um, and then at least keep track of them during the, uh, during the game. So um, if you want to take it away, you can go ahead with, uh, with your roster top to bottom. My roster. Yeah. So like I said, I threw this together uh, not too long before we hopped in on here. I only got it. Uh, <laughs> had some issues getting into fantasy, uh, you know, <laughs> DraftKings yeah. right off the rip, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> But uh, talking about my guy, Cam, I got Cam on my roster. Uh, running back, Kenyon Drake, and I also have Chris Carson. I mean, I don't think that comes to a yes. surprise for anybody. Chris Carson, whatever. Uh, then I got Calvin Ridley, Juju, and T.Y. Hilton as my receivers. I'm putting in Hurst. I, I like him this year. I think he'll do pretty well, so I'm putting him in at tight end. My flex, James Conner, and my defense, which is probably – going to take away from my team quite a bit here, but they were cheap as fuck would be the jets. And that's my team. And I hope they do well. Cause like I said, there's quite a few guys on this team that uh, I might be starting in my actual fantasy leagues. Uh, there's a couple guys here that I'm looking <laughs> at. I'm like, they look familiar in these positions on my team. So uh, if they do well, I'll do well across the board. If not, I'm fucked. So that's my team, man. Yeah. The all or nothing kind of strategy where it's like, yeah. well, I like these guys for a reason. So, I'm just drawn to them. And every time I do a draft, it's the same people that come up in the same spots. Um, and when you don't have to worry about anyone taking these guys and you can just have to fill them into a salary cap, you're even more likely to put them back in the lineup. So yep. um, for, for me, I had a couple of those guys that ended up in the same spots as they would on a normal fantasy roster for me. Um, I started with quarterback. I went with Wentz. Um, I like the matchup versus Washington. I don't, I don't know how good they'll be and if they'll be able to stop anyone really. Um, so I went with when somebody knows somebody can really score a lot on. So, uh, my running backs, I own both running backs for tomorrow's game. Uh, give me some added incentive. I own Edward Teller in two leagues. I own David Johnson in two leagues. It's just guys that I trust at, at this point, even though one has no track record in the NFL and the other one hasn't been good for two years. These are the <laughs> guys I trust brand new team for his first time in his career. <laughs> yeah. But we so just spoke about why they could be good. Yeah, exactly. We just spoke. Yeah, yeah. I like those picks, honestly. For for receiver, um, I went with Juju as well. I think it's a good matchup against the Giants. Uh, I don't know who's going to line up against them. If it's going to be uh, the new Logan Ryan that they just signed, um, if not, I don't. I don't really trust their defense right now, just yet. It's a lot of young pieces, so um, I'm sure him and Ben will get back to what they're normally doing. Um, I got McLaurin, like I said before. Explain why I'm taking him. Um, Stefan Diggs, new team, new quarterback. I think he's going to get uh, get a bunch of targets, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to take the uh, the tight end machine from uh, from the Rams who just scores touchdowns. Uh, I'll take Higby. A little cheap. I figured Dallas wasn't the best against guarding tight ends last year, so it seems like a good play for me. Um, my defense, I took the the Lions, just Chubisky. Just yeah. That's that's my only excuse for this is just I saw who was playing Trubisky. I said one word. Okay. Trubisky. 
Done. Fuck it. <laughs> um, and for my flex, uh, I didn't have much money left, so I just threw it on uh, on a wild card. Um, Curtis Samuel. I really don't know what that offense is gonna be like beyond McCaffrey. I don't know who's gonna get the touches. I don't know who's gonna get the targets. New offense, new quarterback. Robbie Anderson's new. Uh, there's just a lot in the air with that team. I'm not really sure. I took Curtis Samuel. See, seems like the one guy who can really pop off at that price. So I'm gonna take a wild card, take a lottery ticket, and hope it uh, hope it hits against the defense that I'm not too sure what the, what they are in, in Las Vegas. So um, just basically took a wild card with my last pick. Yeah, well, I mean that's I think it might actually. I mean I don't I don't know for sure, but I like to say we're some. It's gonna be kind of close. I would hope at yeah. least. <laughs> and if your flex just pops off like he kind of had the potential to, or still kind of does that could be really the game changer there. So yeah, man, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And so we're going to be doing this each week. We'll be keeping score and whatnot punishments to come. Punishments are going to be every four weeks. Um, so we'll do, you know, obviously there's a chance to have a tie. Our record could be two, two against each other. So like Danny mentioned before, we're going to each take a player who's not rostered in the, you know, what, top 50% of leagues. 50, under 50% of ESPN leagues and over the four week period that we're doing the, the con the competition for, we'll keep track of their week over week uh, points. And if we need a tiebreaker, their points would do it for us. So that being said, who's your guy? Remember no um, quarterbacks, no quarterbacks. So I took someone that's pretty consistent um, playing in the same system, same quarterback. I'm going to take Cole Beasley. Um, I just think that he is the most consistent guy under 50%. Uh, I know what I'm going to get week in, week out. Um, has the ability to have those kind of big games as well. Um, we saw him have that big game against Dallas last uh, last year on Thanksgiving. So um, I'm going to take the relationship he has with Josh Allen. Um, I'll take Beasley for the first four weeks. I like it. It's a, it's a good pick. It makes me a little nervous because uh, – <laughs> I didn't really consider him too much, but uh, obviously for something like this, you're going to want consistency. Because uh, if you go more someone with just like a really high ceiling, but the chances of hitting is pretty low, it's over the course of four weeks, like you said. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite of what I pretty much called Beasley. I'm hoping Alan Lazard pulls through. <laughs> I think he's going to have a good year. Um, so for the Packers the receiver, I'm going to go with him. Uh, I think he can do well, and hopefully we don't need a tiebreaker. But if we do, I think he can uh, he can pull through for me. A couple two good games out of the four, and he he can average it out uh, pretty nicely. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're kind of swinging for the fences because really all you need is maybe one really good game, and you can win the four weeks. So he's, I mean, he's obviously the second. I, I want to say he's a clear cut second option, but with scantling and whatnot. Yeah, but, uh, a lot. Most of defenses, you know, their attention is going to be on obviously Devonte Adams, respectively. So, so uh, I like it. I, their schedule is not terrible, <laughs> not terrible, but not uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Like I said, hopefully it doesn't come down to a tiebreaker. Yeah, that would that would be rough if it ended up coming down to a tiebreaker. So, what happens if our tiebreakers tie? Do we both have to do the punishment? Yeah, we're not going to get off uh, without anything. But if our tiebreakers tie with a fucking des like decimal numbers, th then we both have to do it. 
That's then pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Then we both have to do the punishment. I think. I think that's the only the only bet. Yeah. If that happens, we're gonna be like that Spider Man meme, like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Pointing at each other, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, first of all, we both went two and two, and then we get the exact over the course of four weeks too. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, I just needed to put something in place just in case something stupid happened because. Yeah. Knowing our luck, it'll happen, and then we'll just be sitting here and wondering what the hell we're supposed to do with it. That'd be really impressive, though. Like, legit would be very impressive. So, yeah, if that happens, we both do the punishment. Uh, for punishment ideas, we're trying to keep it, I guess, something that we could, like, show you during the during the episodes and stuff. So, something drinking-related yeah. or, you know, someone has to wear something stupid for the entire episode or they have to do something during the episode whatever so if you have ideas tweet them to us so we're the ff shit show on twitter and if this episode makes it to youtube which it probably will uh comment let us know like what you think is a good punishment idea uh try to keep in mind uh, make it something that you would do too because i think that kind of takes away from uh, the whole thing with the you know naked or whatever it is like well you know so yeah yeah. let's let's keep that in mind but uh yeah man i'm open for uh, a lot of no different types of punishment so be creative we're, we're gonna obviously come uh, to agreement with a few of our own as well and uh, see where that takes us so let us know i think it's gonna be fucking fun <laughs> yeah yeah that's it i don't don't just write something stupid just to watch us suffer yeah because we also have final say so we're not gonna do something completely insane and you know we also want to keep doing episodes of this show so we don't want to do anything yeah. to kind of jeopardize our future Get us um, banned. yeah yeah, I want to be able to upload it to YouTube. So um, just yeah. just keep that in mind. Yeah, we got to keep it on YouTube and not Pornhub, all right? So let's... Exactly, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> let's pretty not much. get too fucking crazy. But uh, we'll keep track of the records too. So at the end of the year, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but there's going to be a clear-cut winner at the end of the year, overall record. Obviously, you yeah. get the bragging rights. You're the FF shit show guru for fantasy football. And we're also gonna tie something into that obviously the winner should get something is pretty impressive you know to to win yeah. something like that so even though you're only against one person and the other person's me uh still. I, I, it's, it's still impressive so we'll put something in place you know uh for the winner maybe a jersey of their choice or something better we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah. when we get there i don't know <laughs> i'm with it i'm with it yeah it's just to keep it alive you know we, we can't agree on everything so this would get a little bit of a little bit of opposition going, I think, you know, against each other, which is like yeah. the main thing you want to see in football. So bring it to the fantasy football shit show as well and uh, see how that treats us. But, uh, that's, I want to say that's it. I mean, we're drafting in less than an hour. Uh, we, yeah. again, 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 yeah. Our first episode is obviously long, but <laughs> I literally had to say no to a draft on Monday. I was like, I can't. I physically can't do it. My mental is just not there right now. Yeah. I have one more draft. I'm just, I'm done. And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a new league. It's not a, it's a non-keeper league, but it's an auction draft. I'm just, I physically don't have it in me. That's even, yeah. I can't sit there for three, four, five hours, depending on how slow these people are. Because it's, because our, our last draft, it took, we were 10 teams and it, I think it took longer than most of the drafts I've ever done. It was like every single person was running it down to the last possible second to make their choice. And I was slowly losing my mind by the end of it. Like I almost clicked X in round nine just to be like, yeah, you can auto draft. I can't do it anymore. I got my lineup and uh, I'm sure the computer will get me a nice bench. (laughs) Worst case scenario, waiver wire. Let's go. 
Yeah, yeah I, I even just, felt bad asking you to join this one because I knew you were in so many already. And my buddy's like, yeah, we're missing a guy. We'll bring it up to, I think, 12 at that point. 10 12 or at that point. Yeah, 12 at that point. Yeah, so I'm like, sweet. So I'm like, all right, I got a guy. He's, he's going to hate me for asking this <laughs> because he won't say no. So I almost felt bad. Yeah. So I'm like, Yo, you're down? Yeah. You're like, you even said, you're like, fuck. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm down. And then we yeah. find out today. So I'm like, I log into the league. I get, no, I get an email from Yahoo. And it's like, you have an odd amount of teams in your league. You're 13. I'm like, 13? I'm like, we're not going to drop anyone. Minutes later, I get a text. Yo, do you, do you have a 14th guy? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I'm like, now it's a 14-team league? Don't know our orders. It's all on the fly. Different league structure, too, like we were saying. A lot of different rules that I'm not usually used to. Yeah. Even the lineups are different. Yeah, so. it's going to be a shit show. I cannot wait. This is this, 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 it actually made me more excited for it knowing that it was 14 teams because I don't, uh, who has a 14 team league anymore? I feel like it's yeah. everyone just has a 12. So anytime you can do 14, I, I, my dream is a 16. If I can get to 16, then I'm happy. Yeah. Because then it's like really, you're really gritty, to man. like, yeah, then those, those mid rounds are, are crazy. Yeah. So 14, I'm, I'm excited. The six points for a passing touchdown threw me off a little bit. I had to like, yeah. go through the rules i'm like oh, okay now that it's 14 teams it's like uh, changes how early things for do sure. i reach for a guy like do i feel comfortable reaching for a guy at that point like it's it's gonna be a kind of on the fly kind of shit show so i'm i'm excited last That's one it. of the season exactly and then we kick off i mean i'm in a 10 a 12 and a 14 team leagues so I'm like, a little bit of everything a 16 would have been perfect close it out uh, imagine yeah, so let's we'll see what happens. But I think that's it for us, right? I'm excited. Like you said, football today when you're listening to it technically, but it's actually tomorrow for us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll be recapping everything fantasy football. And we'll also be, you know, adding more picks and giving some uh, some guys you should be looking for. We like to take – not focus on the top guys because those are too easy, like guys you're never going to bench. So. Stay tuned for that. We're going to keep it going, and we'll be with you uh, next week. Got anything for us, Danny? Nope. I'm good. That's it. All right. Well, good luck to everybody on your first week of fantasy football this year, and I hope you pull out the dub. Cheers, boys. Peace.